Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Our guest today is Axel Kabar, the managing director of Tech Charts in the city of Varna, Bulgaria. Varna is a coastal city called the Jewel of the Black Sea. And I've never interviewed someone from Varna or Bulgaria before. Peter Brandt thinks very highly of Axel's charting work and his analysis. And Axel's tweets are often featured on Factico, Peter Brandt's site. So we have a very rich interview coming up with chart analysis, trading advice, and a sneak peek into the Middle East and how the UAE ran its trading operations. But first, let's hear Louise Bedford in MindPower. Before you get married, you see the wedding as the prize, not the marriage. Before Christmas, we think of the Christmas present as the prize, not the spirit of giving. Before you trade, you think of the trading win as the prize, not the process of gaining a trading education. Yet, it is that process, that education process that will bring the greatest rewards. Even now, if I sit in on a beginner's lesson about the markets, I still learn a few points. Never stop learning about the markets. Cherish each lesson. Hug them to your heart and let them be planted in fertile soil. The true professional never stops growing and never stops learning. Do this and then you'll be one step closer towards living the trader's life. Hi, I'm Larry McMillan, author of Options as a Strategic Investment, and I listen to Talking Trading. Axel Kabar lives in Varna, a coastal city in Bulgaria. Axel has worked for the largest banks in Turkey and the UAE. So before we start the interview, I'd like to give a snapshot of the area. The UAE, the United Arab Emirates, was established in 1971. It's a federation of seven emirates, with Dubai and Abu Dhabi two of the largest. Its population is over 9 million people. It's classified as an emerging market, and the UAE oil reserves are the seventh largest in the world, and its economy is reliant on oil. Turkey, where east meets west, is classified by the World Bank also as an emerging market economy. Its population is over 80 million. Its economy is diverse, And a survey by Forbes magazine showed that Istanbul had a total of 37 billionaires, ranking it fifth in the world behind only Moscow, New York City, Hong Kong and London. 
This is a snapshot of the world we're talking about in this interview on Talking Trading. From the maritime capital of Bulgaria, the city of Varna, also called the Jewel of the Black Sea. Axel Kvar, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, how are you? Let's get to know you, Axel. Tell us about your background and how you got started trading. Uh, I got introduced to uh, technical analysis and financial markets back in 2000 during my first year as an economics student. Whereabouts and, was that? Uh, what country was that in? Uh, this was in Turkey, so I'm originally from Turkey. So, um, so, so you're, a, you're a Turk living in Bulgaria? Uh, yeah, right now, yes. That's fascinating to an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have a border with uh, Turkey and Bulgaria has a border, so I'm very close to the town that I'm originally from, Istanbul. I so see. So it's a 45 minutes flight, so we're very close to the families also. Now it's all um, making sense. <laughs> So I read a lot about uh, technical analysis uh, starting in 2000, uh, many articles, uh, Stocks and Commodities magazine was uh, one of my favorite uh, books from Amazon and uh, articles online. And in those days, we didn't have much online as we have today. So I used to order a lot of books from Amazon and uh, I found an internship opportunity at one of the uh, top brokerage firms in Turkey. Um, there I had the chance to learn the basics uh, in, in of markets. In Ankara or Istanbul? Uh, in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. In Istanbul. Yeah, so this is, Istanbul is basically the financial, uh, we can call it financial capital. So uh, though uh, most of my work uh, was understanding charts, price action, uh, learning about indicators and different methods uh, to market speculation. I never stepped into fundamental analysis even though the research department had somewhere around uh, nine fundamental analysts versus me and our head of technical research. After finishing uh, university with an economics degree in Turkey, I went to Canada to study a master's in economics. And where did you go from there? uh, I went back to Turkey. So I had to do um, six months uh, military service, mandatory. Uh, So, yeah, I had to finish that. And then I moved to the UAE uh, to start working as technical analyst at the uh, asset management department of the National Bank of Abu Dhabi. So how was charting and technical analysis accepted in the UAE? Uh, Well, in the Middle East, most of the sovereigns and uh, local institutions uh, work with outsourced HR companies. So when hiring expats, they stick to international standards and certification. Uh, a requirement for a uh, finance professional is a master's degree and uh, CFA. And technical analysis is becoming more popular. At the time when I joined, there was a need for technical analysis because the fundamental data was missing. Uh, imagine a new stock that goes for an IPO with a limited fundamental data to analyze. But as soon as the stock starts floating and included in an international benchmark such as an um, MSCI index or SMP index, you can plot a moving average and decide if the stock is a buy, uh, yes. hold, or a sell. So, so uh, Axel, why, why was yeah. the data from fundamental analysis missing? Uh, because uh, these are new, new companies, new IPO companies, and, uh, and also institutional investors are missing, uh, were missing at the time. And uh, so they were not, basically, they were, they were not demanding that much of data from the companies. For example, the fundamental analyst 
would go and visit the companies and get information about uh, the management and so on. So these things were were at the uh, early stages. I see. Uh, so imagine, uh, for example, the UAE market uh, started, uh, the Dubai market started uh, trading in 2002-2003. Uh, uh, the, the major rally uh, was was finished in 2005. So these are very uh, these are markets, we call them the frontier markets. Mm. Uh, so the frontier markets now are becoming emerging markets. So both UAE and Qatar in 2011 were included in the emerging markets indices, uh, which made them more uh, uh, volumes have increased. Institutions started looking at more to these markets and they started demanding more data from the companies uh, themselves, the balance sheets, the reporting and so on. I see. But when those things were missing, what was there was the price action. So the price data was available all the time. So uh, by using uh, technical analysis, uh, you were able to uh, analyze uh, stocks uh, and indices from a technical perspective. Peter Bryant will call a good chart a thing of beauty. In your technical analysis mind, do you see charts the same way? Yeah, yeah, I agree with him. And I would say... Um, anyone who makes investment decisions uh, based on charts would think the same way. Just to give you an example, uh, one day my CEO called my desk and said, Axel, I'm looking at the chart right now in Saudi Arabia. I said, let me tell you, sir, what that might be. Uh, he said, go ahead. I said, Saudi Electricity. Uh, out of hundreds of charts, we were basically looking at the same chart. People who enjoy charts, would uh, would look at the same way, uh, would appreciate uh, a, a new chart pattern development, especially in the classical charting world, uh, the same way. Um, and the day I arrived uh, to the UAE, our CEO had a meeting with me. We sat down and discussed the needs of the department and what they expect from me. And uh, he said, Axel, here in the region, you will find that flat range breakouts are really powerful. So I started focusing on those. And in frontier and emerging markets, I found that the best way to take advantage of trend periods is to find those quiet periods and wait for that strong breakout. So the trend periods are really strong in those type of markets. And now looking at more and more developed markets, I find those stocks that are not, uh, for example, at Facebook or Google or Amazon are widely traded companies, but there are those smaller companies that are not widely traded and they, they produce really nice trends after uh, strong breakouts. Let's talk about so, your trading routine each week. What do you do? Well, I look at global equities in emerging markets and developed markets. Uh, so during the week, when markets are open, I focus on uh, research. Uh, so each day of the week, I study specific equities groups. For example, uh, one day would be uh, dedicated to emerging markets, the other day Asia, Europe, Americas, and Friday is the day I put my toads together. So there are two decision-making time for my trading, end of day and end of week. Uh, sometimes the chart pattern I'm focusing is long-term and a daily breakout is not enough as a confirmation. So in those situations, I like to see a decisive breakout on my weekly scale charts. With those, a decision-making time is Friday for me. A strong white uh, weekly candlestick is usually the indication of a new uh, multi-week uh, trend period. So basically, when the markets are open, uh, I'm not trading, I'm doing research, and uh, the decision-making time is either end of day or end of week. 
close at the close of Friday. The weekend I review any positions I have and it just stops. Uh, and I also go through the stocks I shortlisted during the week and set alerts in the system. And because when you have several markets, different time zones, a simple alert can be really helpful that you place at the weekend uh, that would alert you during the week. Basically, if you go to, for example, the uh, MSCI website, all the emerging markets uh, that are classified there and MSCI indices, uh, I, I try to look at. Uh, so South Africa, India, uh, Brazil, uh, from the Americas, Chile, um, uh, basically all, all, all emerging markets. Let's talk about the human emotions in trading. Are there any in particular that you find you have to be on the lookout for? Any ones that you that might sabotage Axel? Yeah, I try to limit uh, anticipation and expectation. And when you're doing research, this is uh, this is important both both in trading and research. Uh, for example, uh, from classical charting, a symmetrical triangle uh, is a neutral chart pattern. It can break out or break down. However, you can look at the previous trend and have an expectation. So if the previous trend is upwards and the symmetrical triangle is forming after an uptrend, you have an expectation that this chart pattern is going to resolve on the upside. If you don't limit this expectation and be open to the possibility of uh, symmetrical triangle acting as a reversal, uh, and uh, resulting in a breakdown, you might miss that uh, major opportunity. So this is one. Uh, and we see them also on uh, rectangles. For example, rectangles can act as a reversal. It's rare, but it can act as a reversal. Uh, right now, for example, the, the stock charts that I'm looking at are forming uh, several rectangle chart patterns that might act as a, as a reversal. So I'm constantly reminding myself that if the markets are reversing and, and we are going to have a uh, much deeper correction, those rectangles are going to resolve on the downside and they're not going to be continuation chart patterns, so you have to be prepared. And uh, for example, the second uh, uh, emotion, uh, I would say uh, anything, uh, any emotion resulting from uncertainty, uh, fear, anger, anxiety, uh, we have to accept the uncertain nature of each price action. So I always remind myself that the breakout that is taking place can fail. And uh, yeah, just be just because it is a perfect breakout doesn't mean that the price is going to reach uh, its price objective uh, or, uh, the, or the trade is going to be a winner. So those two, I think, are, uh, are the, the most important that I try to constantly remind myself not to, uh, not to fall into... Uh, Good answer. So charting is the universal language. It transcends all nationalities and borders. For Australia, we live so far away from the rest of the world, but it also makes us isolated and we get a very limited news cycle and perspective on the rest of the world. As the first Bulgarian that I have ever interviewed, what is the real socioeconomic climate of the Middle East at the moment? Tell us the picture on the ground. Yeah, uh, well, I spent uh, nine years in the UAE, and uh, obviously we were uh, very close to the other regional GCC countries. Uh, For UAE, uh, I would say uh, it's a very organized uh, country, uh, good infrastructure, multicultural with lots of expats from around the world, and a professional work environment, uh, high standards of living. 
those are the things that comes to my mind. Um, negative, uh, one negative that I always felt that um, uh, during my stay, uh, uh, high turnover uh, due to uh, residency conditions. So um, unless you find a job, you're not able to stay for the long term. Uh, so for expats, it's usually a place to work and go back to their home country. Uh, this is something that I found uh, a little bit negative because when you're raising a child or uh, you want to uh, feel like you you can spend longer time there and uh, establish. Uh, but uh, I guess in the last decade they're trying to change this, but I'm not sure about the latest uh, rules and regulations for longer term stay. Um, uh, real estate related visas were under discussion uh, when I was there. What about Turkey? What's the economic climate of Turkey like? Right now, I would say volatile. <laughs> yeah, as uh, anybody would be following from the news, Turkey uh, has a has a vibrant economy. It's, the tourism is there, uh, agricultural is there, industry is there. Uh, Spices but, are um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I left Turkey, it was fourteen or fifteen years ago. So I go uh, every now and then, spend some time, limited time. So I'm not able to get the real feel of uh, the country, uh, but. Um, I would say it has deep, deep roots. So with the international language, Axel, leave us with three final pieces of advice to traders. Uh, three advice would be uh, uh, avoid style drift. So avoid, style, drift sorry, style. style drift. Uh, style drift is basically uh, not sticking to one methodology. So... Um, you can you can move from one methodology to another until you find the right one. But uh, when you feel like you found the right one, you have to stick with it and and, and repeat what you're doing again and again uh, until you you succeed at it. Uh, but uh, until until that happens, read as much as possible and uh, and uh, basically uh, squeeze as much as uh, information in a limited period of time because you don't have uh, unlimited time. <laughs> So you have to uh, you have to realize what 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 the best tool is for you in the uh, in the market speculation, and then stick stick with it. Uh, the the other advice I would say is the uh, avoid uh, fear of missing out uh, when you're looking at markets. Uh, there will always be another opportunity. Uh, so the patience and and discipline uh, will will help you to avoid uh, fear of missing out because fear of missing out. Uh, has other feelings attached to it. You start feeling regret. You start uh, feeling that trying to put another uh, idea out there that is not the perfect idea after you've, uh, you 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 miss that opportunity. So you have to be patient and disciplined and and stick to your research. And uh, this is the second advice. Uh, and the third advice I would say is uh, uh, this is something that I'm realizing uh, over the past couple of years. Uh, distance yourself from the screen. Uh, if if your uh, if your time frame is um, uh, if your decision making time frame is uh, end of day, uh, you should be coming and checking your uh, charts at the end of the day. If your time frame is weekly scale, end of week is the time to check it. Uh, yes, you can be connected to the markets via alerts, email alerts, and so on. But sitting in front of the screen and uh, looking at your code screen uh, will lead you uh, to emotional decision making, uh, 
and uh, and to to, uh, to this will lead to uh, impulsive trades also. So, for example, uh, if your uh, decision making uh, is end of day, and you're sitting in front of the screen and you start looking at the 60 minutes charts, for sure you will find a trade idea popping up. And the the, the shorter time frames you go, the failure rate uh, increases. Uh, with the chart patterns breaking out of 60 minute or 30 minute uh, time frame. So that's why uh, I think distancing yourself from the screen will will help a lot. Give us three words to describe Bulgaria. Uh, Bulgaria is a beautiful green city, a big, beautiful green country. Uh, <laughs> so I've been to a couple of cities in Bulgaria and uh, the common uh, thing is that it is one of the... Uh, green places that I have been and uh, especially Varna uh, is, is also beautiful. Well one day I might see you there Axel. Thank you so much Hopefully. for your time. Where can people go to find out more about you and your charts? Uh, I'm um, they can reach me at uh, my website uh, www.techcharts.net and I'm also active on Twitter uh, with the Tech Charts handle. You certainly are, and they're great tweets. Axel, it was a delight speaking with you this evening. Thank you for tuning in from Bulgaria. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me as a guest. Have a good day. And stay tuned next week for a special interview with Michael Yardney and Louise Bedford on success. I'm Caroline Stephen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.